Hello and welcome to With This Book We Can. I'm Kerry Gittins. I'm Lynette Barker. And we are teacher librarians passionate about literature and how to bring stories to life in the classroom. Before we begin today, we'd like to acknowledge the First Peoples of Australia as the first storytellers. Your stories and experiences are the heart of this country. In particular, we acknowledge the Awabakal people, the traditional owners of the land on which we're recording today. And Kerry, we have a beautiful book today that speaks to country. It does. It's a gorgeous book. Um, it's called We Are Australians and it's written by Duncan Smith and Nicole Godwin and it's got paintings by Jandamara Cad. And the blurb on the back, it's one of the shortest that we've ever done. It needs to be short because the story itself really invites you in to look at the Indigenous cultures and the other cultures that they mention within this particular story. So the blurb goes, what does it mean to be a citizen of Australia? Now, that's really, really broad. Um, and as I said before, the text is is quite sparse. But what I want to focus on are two things, is the imagery and also the way that they've put the text together. Now, the text invites you to look at the broader perspective of what it means to be an Australian, but it also invites you into our Indigenous cultures. It doesn't focus on a particular group within our First Nations peoples. It invites us to look at our Indigenous cultures and First Nation peoples as a whole and to see how they have contributed to making Australia what it is today from 65,000 years ago up to present day. The way that it starts, it says, as citizens of Australia, we have rights. And the image that's next to it is beautiful because it's all rainbow colours, so it's not focusing on one particular culture or skin colour or ethnicity. It's saying that we are all Australians because it doesn't matter where we come from or what we look like, we can all be Australians. We are all Australians. And then it says we have responsibilities because with the knowledge of the song lines and the shared stories and the dancing and the celebrations of the culture, it's we have responsibility to make sure that we take care of that and that we help other people to also be invited into stories like this one. And I really liked the imagery that's been used because we were talking earlier and I said all of the people that are represented in this particular story are represented in a realistic way with the backgrounds as a very Indigenous way of looking at a background with the dot painting. And I really love the final image of an Aboriginal elder and he's all in dots. So it, it, it is realistic, but it's all done in dots. So there's the, the contrast in, in the imagery there. And the way that they've got the text laid out is that they've got some words in bold and some words that are obviously and, and bigger and some words that are a bit smaller. And the very last one is, for me, one of the most beautiful because it's got listen deeply to stories, two points of view, to country. And the three words there that are bigger and bold and in bold are listen to country. And I just think that's beautiful. It's just a beautiful book to read and then when you stop and go deeply into the text, it's just layer after layer of what's important to knowing about citizens of Australia. Mm. Now linking it through to our history syllabus, there is a unit for stage two called Community and Remembrance and there's an outcome that says describes and explains how significant individuals, groups and events contributed to changes in the local community over time. And when we go down into the suggested content and key questions, they're asking us to focus in on key people of society and they're asking us to look at key um, Indigenous Australians. 
But I think what I love about this is we're going big picture. Mm. And it is nice to know that we have athletes and politicians out there with an um, Indigenous background. But I think the bigger picture here is what can we learn, what should we take on and what do we need to take forward of their story. Exactly. One of the things that I also love about this story is that it invites other cultures in because on one of the pages it has other citizens have travelled to make Australia their home. They have brought their own traditions and celebrations and then it's got Australia is unique and so is what each of us brings to it. I think so because I was talking to a teacher last week and we have a special area set up where we're highlighting our Indigenous stories and she said, I have a really special story too, my family from Poland and she was telling me all about it and I thought it is, it's about storytelling and I guess this invites us in at the big picture level and then we say what are the stories in our community and that's where we can look at our stories of immigration but also the stories of our local Aboriginal group for which us it's the Awabakal people. So it's saying we are all citizens, let's hear the stories from all the people that exist within our area as well. That's right. And one of the things that we also talked about in regards to that is that we could then get the children to create their own stories of, of their heritage and their history, as well as looking into the local Indigenous culture. And a way to do this digitally, we thought, was um, with Book Creator, because that's a really good tech tool that you can use for the children, no matter what age, really. We thought we'd aim this at stage two, but it's it's good for, for other ages as well because they can then add their own words and their own images into making a book about their story, telling their songs and their dances and their cultural heritage. It's beautiful. And the other way that we discussed was podcasting. And there's a great website. It's called storycorps.org. And StoryCorps, it's American, but when you read what they're about, it says they're committed to the idea that everyone has an important story to tell and that everyone's story matters. And their mission is to help us believe in each other by illuminating the humanity and possibility in all of us one story at a time. So they record, they actually have a bus or a van they travel around in, they invite people off the street in and when you stop and hear the story people go I've got nothing to say I don't have a story and once they start talking they have beautiful stories to tell and then they have taken some of those they've kept them as a podcast but some of them they've actually attached an animation so there's another level there if you were doing this with if you did move it up to stage three mm-hmm. you could jump into some Adobe Premiere Pro or Cartoon Creator and add a visual element to go with your podcasting. Yeah, that's exactly right. So there's lots that you can do with this particular book. Um, and as I said before, I just I love the imagery and I love the, the symbolism that's in there. And one of my favourite pages is where they say, stamp our feet, wake up our ancestors and let the dust settle on our skin. And I think because Australia is, is seen mostly as being desert, which is not true, but there's a large there's part a of lot, it that There's is. a large bit of it. I think there's a lot of symbolism and imagery there about the dust settling, not just from a First Nations perspective, but also from other people that have become Australian citizens. So I think that's, you could talk about the words in the book and you could talk about the text in the book and you could say, well, what what does this mean for you? So, And taking that across, it links straight across then to the information fluency framework. Now, there's the 
social framework outcome, IFF2, social 1.2, and that is describe and compare the way their own and other cultures live and communicate. But also, if we go that step further, and you were talking about telling our story, there's the ethical standard of um, 2E1.2, and it, ex- and it says, explain the links between emotions, dispositions, and intended and unintended consequences of actions on others within research or literature. So in telling our story, we need to stop and make sure that story will be received in the way we mean it to be. We all often get caught up in how should I say this, what should I say. We don't want that to happen, but we do want to make sure we're socially conscious and ethically aware of how words can impact other people. Yeah, and that's where it's a good exercise for the stage two and stage three children to to choose their words carefully when they write their own story and to think about that. And that's just about being a good citizen, being aware of others and our influence. Um, And then taking it across to the English curriculum, there is in the reading comprehension outcome a statement where it says, identify similarities and compare differences within and between text by making text to self, text to text, and text to wild, uh, sorry, and text to world connections. Now, text to self, we can all read this and take on our own context of what it means to us. I was saying I read this book knowing a lot of what was said in this, but five, ten years ago, I wouldn't have known a lot of the language and the meaning behind it. So it's good to see that our community's more aware of songlines and the importance of culture. But Kerry, you were talking about some other text-to-text where we could sort of draw parallels and similarities. Yes, we talked about um, Bob Graham's A Bus Called Heaven where there's a young girl in the neighbourhood and she gets – there's an old bus that is going to be discarded and she wants the bus saved. And what she does is she brings the whole neighbourhood together. They all originally came from different cultures but they're Australian citizens – and it's interesting to see how she brings them all together and they each contribute something wonderful from their culture, their cultural background and it makes a real community. And I think that's what this book invites you to do. It invites you to look a little bit more broadly to see what is your community and how you can perhaps be one of the catalysts to bring them together and have that information out there about what makes your community so wonderful. That reminds me, um, Amelia Ellicott's Garden, where we've got the block of flats next door and all the different cultural backgrounds there and the storm brings them all together. Mm -hmm. So they never were together, but by opening your eyes to what's out there and some action happening to bring you together. Yeah. And the other book that we thought about too was one that we've podcasted on before in our podcast and it's called Looking After Country with Fire. And in that book, Looking After Country with Fire, they talk about how to manage the land and how to show respect for the land and that's all part of the culture. And being with the land. Yes. Mm. So I guess in essence this story, for me at the heart of it, was truth in storytelling, Mm. that the stories, they are our truth. They need to be told with respect and I felt invited into thinking about my story in this, even though it was they were talking about other people's, it made me go, wow, I wonder when do I stamp my feet and where is my story and it's so important to share that with others. At the end of the book there's a Citizens of Australia timeline and this is really great because the book is getting us to look at the big picture 
but this particular timeline at the end brings in some more specifics for us. And I love at the end it's got over 140,000 people in 2021 chose to become Australian citizens, along with our Indigenous First Nations people who were always have and always will be citizens of Australia from 65,000 years ago. So you could use this book to kick off a unit of work. You could use this book at the end to pull it all together and say, we are Australians. Thanks, Kerry. It's a beautiful book. Thanks, Lynette.